And hello again, everybody. It's Dan Sixsmith here. We're at the Sales Enablement Summit in Dallas, Texas, and I'm happy to have with me Shivan Thatcher from Ring Central. And welcome to our Sales is King video, Shivan. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do, what your role is, and uh, what you're working on of okay. interest. So I run Sales Enablement at Ring Central. And as such, I have a, I have a team, and, and our job is to make sure that the salespeople have all the tools and the messaging and the, the wordsmithing in order to help our customers buy from us. So I liken it to a bowling alley, that we give all the salespeople a ball, and as they throw it, we put the bumpers up. So no matter whether they're very good or they're not, they're always going to take a pin down, and they're always going to move forward. I love that. That's great. It was just in a book that I read, too. I'm trying to remember which one it is. Um, so how many sellers are involved, and this is a worldwide uh, It's worldwide. Okay. We've got about 3,000 sellers, and they vary from um, folks that sell to single office, single person, all the way to an enterprise team that sells wow. into the big companies. Amazing. That's so good. So give me a couple of key takeaways from this event so far for you. Well, a couple of things that I've, I've seen is that there seems to be a consistent understanding that we have to transform the organizations. We have to change the conversation that the conversations that salespeople have had for decades when it's all around me and you know and in fact when I started at Ring Central it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's all about Ring Central and our technology and our product <clears throat> and all of that. And that's not what customers are looking for. Right. They need solutions, but they need you to help them understand how those solutions are gonna fix the issues and the pain points that they've got and the compelling events they're struggling with. Exactly. And one of the things that we keep hearing about is that buyers are looking for sales to be more of a strategic advisor. Much more. Uh, right? you, must, you must provide insight. A subject matter expert. Yeah. Um, because that's the way you build trust and credibility. There was this study um, from USC. It was the top 10 reasons why buyers reject salespeople. Mm -hmm. The number one reason was trust, right. um, as you might imagine. Um, and, and obviously, by becoming coming across as a subject matter expert, strategic partner, um, someone that has the buyer's best interests at heart, um, That's the critical piece right there, is, is that is, the conversation should be about the buyer, not about the seller. And right. so that's what's really changed, is that by the time the sellers come to or come to, the buyers come to us, they're already, I would venture to say, probably 70% through the buyer's journey because of the advent right. of all the technology that we've got. Right. By the time they come to us, what they're looking for is a differentiator for you as a company to exactly. say, you understand my issues, I want to work with you, and you can help me solve my problems. Exactly, exactly. And that's another key thing that came up. So because they're doing all this research online, you do have to come up with some insights, yes, something absolutely. something different, right? So they don't want to hear what they've already heard uh, or what they've already gathered on the website. They want something that's a commercial insight or a case study or something like that. Um, so when you're, when you're teaching the team this new way, how, what are you using? Uh, what sort of methodology or how, how is it? How is it being received and how do you get them to make this change? Well, it, it really starts at the top, right? We have mm -hmm. to change the message itself. The message has to be about the customer. The go-to-market strategy has to be about the customer and where you put the customer first. Then you've got to take all of your assets, all your collateral, all of that, and change that so it's not product-focused, product-focused. It's about how, to, how do you help the customer solve their problem? 
then you've got to make that material available to the sales reps at just the right time in the process. Because what happens is these people start creating these systems, lots and lots of assets and collateral and videos and everything else, and the reps are inundated and don't know what to use, when, mm -hmm. and how. Right. And so part of our process is make sure they're available, but make sure they're available when the, when the, when the seller actually needs them, as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to dump all of this on them and say, here, here's all your tools, use the ones at the right time. Like, right. Which one? I don't know. So right. that, that's a lot of it, right, is to map right. it to the journey. And then at mm -hmm. the end of that is to make sure that you can get the tribal feedback. You can get that knowledge, what's working, what's not working. And when you discover what is working, make sure that's proliferated throughout the company so that all salespeople can take advantage of it. You mm -hmm. also make the really good sellers into mentors, which is critical okay. nowadays. And then the things that aren't working, you can stop them. You fail fast. Right? Mm -hmm. Stop now. Right. Stop using it. <laughs> Let's turn on a dime and do it. We've got the technology. We've got the capability of doing that now, which we didn't have before. Absolutely. Um, how about uh, dealing with these um, these buying committees and the consensus building? How, how are you guys handling that and what sort of successes are you having? Because we're hearing anywhere from between 5.4 to 7.2 as the average number of decision makers uh, in, in these buying committees. So how, how are you helping the team to navigate that uh, landscape? We're teaching them how to be curious. Oh, yeah. is okay. ask the questions, right? right? In the discovery process, right. again, don't have an agenda. Go in there and ask these people at all stages, all members of the committee, because they all have something that they are looking for, is find out what that is. And when you find out what that is, then you can craft what it is you want to get back to them to make mm -hmm. sure that it's addressing their issues. Now, you can always do that, you know, do you want fries with that? Right? That's all. <laughs> you know, we all want to do that a little bit, but make sure that the main conversation is about their needs, their requirements, what's going to make them successful. Because as far as I'm concerned, when you talk about selling, once you've sold it, you're only part way there. So true. There's the selling, there's the implementation, so there is the, you know, retention, all of that. So the, the, the sales process isn't until you've sold it and you move on to the next one. It's you sell it and then you figure out how to make sure the support is there so that you back up all the claims that you can pay back. That's so great, and I agree wholeheartedly. It's all about the customer experience, yeah. and the customer experience, you know, starts very early in the, you know, marketing phase of things, but it has to continue, it's um, continue yeah. throughout. Um, one of the amazing things that I found was um, somewhere along the lines of research that a lot of these buyers, um, well, first of all, you know, we hear that they're more empowered, great, mm -hmm. but they're also more confused. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a lot of different choices. But what I also saw was this stat that a large percentage of them are second-guessing themselves mm -hmm. after they have already signed the deal. So I think what you're saying is so relevant. It's, you know, make sure you show them, hey, this was the right decision. We're right. going to follow you through this. We're with you every step of the way. Well, it's the buyer's remorse, right? right. I mean, you get that whether right. you're buying a car or a pen right. or, you right. know, like that old stomach of the pen, whether <laughs> you're buying a car or a pen or any of that, it's the buyer's remorse. And the only way that you can help people deal with that is to make sure that, A, if they're not risk takers, that you present them with the customer stories for other people that have gone first. Right. Right? If they are risk takers, you explain to them why taking that risk could be a very a big benefit for them. Right? They get to help craft where the company where their company and the product is going. They get to help um, set the stage in their market space, right? They, they, they could potentially become a leader in their market space. Absolutely. So it's a competitive advantage for them as well. Right. And that's another that was another huge one in the study. It was um, 
the, the seller didn't understand the buyer's risk right. in moving forward. Right. So those are some very key things. The other thing sometimes we work on is showing them the risk of standing still. You know, because oftentimes you're kind of fighting against right. the status quo more so than the competition. A couple of last questions. What would be the key change you're advocating for your team going into 2018? For my team is sales enablement or for the customers? For, for, for the sales team. For the sales team? Uh, yeah. What, what, what's the key change that they need to make going into 2018? The key change they need to make is, again, that conversation. Right? We're teaching them how to do it. It's still in its infancy, mm -hmm. but it's it's teaching them about the industries, the verbiage, right? even things like glossaries of terms. Right? A lot mm -hmm. of companies don't have that. And we mm -hmm. just we just brought some in because you think of new people, it doesn't matter the market that they're in, is what is the terminology that your customers understand? Mm -hmm. So rather than using your way of doing it, understand what the customer says and what they mean by those words. And you find that out by having those discussions. And so being being open, being curious and saying, okay, when you say this, what does that really mean? Yeah. Right? So, so, what so what do you ideally want to have happen? Mm -hmm. How have you thought about getting there? Right? How can we help you get there? So it's having those conversations. So smart. Uh, last question. I sat through a great uh, track yesterday on social selling. Yeah, Joe Rowley. Yeah, yeah. yeah, awesome. She's amazing. Um, Tell me about how you guys are leveraging social selling. How do you define it and how are you guys putting it into practice? Well, social selling with us happens in a number of different ways. There is actually a, um, a group called Ring Social oh, at, wow. at Ring Central where mm -hmm. they, they put some of these packages together. They get it all set up for us. So the, the, the tweets are there, the, the LinkedIn messages and everything else. And all, all, you, get to, all you have to do is share. Right? So that's, it makes, that's it, awesome. it makes it dead yeah. easy. Yeah. Now, from a, from a selling perspective, we use LinkedIn Navigator. We use some of these social selling tools that allows us to really understand who it is that we're selling to and how to, how to connect and do all of that. We've got a program running now that we call Connect the Dots, mm -hmm. where within the company itself, like I, for example, I have 2,300 connections on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. right? Some of those, it's already happened a couple of times where, where our AEs have come to me and said, you know, I'm trying to work with this company, I see you're connected with so-and-so, what can you tell me about them? And so it's been really effective that hmm. way, and it's been effective getting introductions, it's been effective mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. because a lot of folks, like I, I think about me at my work, right? Mm -hmm. My phone just has a red light blinking all the time, I don't answer my phone anymore. So cold calling isn't going to work, but referencing does, and that's where social selling comes in. Yeah, absolutely, and then the other thing that I took away from it was the, the value of the research you can do. You know, um, following the, the buyer or the company, what are they sharing, what's top of mind? Right. You know, how can you kind of, when you when you do get to the plate, how can you make it as relevant as well, possible? Well, like the industry that they're in. Do, re right. do research on the industry, right. because you can come in and say, are you aware, right. for example, that the federal right. government is coming out with this new regulation? How are you prepared to handle it? That's the kind of thing where maybe they know about it, maybe they don't, but in any case, they're gonna go, tell me more. Right. right, which gives you the opportunity Absolutely. and the right to speak with them. Absolutely, about. fantastic. Well, this has been a, a, a delight. It's been great to meet you. How do Thanks, the Dan. people kind of follow you on, on social? What are your uh, Twitter handles? Or My what? Twitter handle is Shevon T. It's just S H E E V A U N T. And on LinkedIn, it's just you can just find me on Shevon Thatcher and you know connect. Awesome, great. So glad to have you. Thanks, Enjoyed Dan. it.